Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Great to have you guys with us. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstates rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. Well, guys, I want to tell you this. I believe that all of us were rooting for Detroit. The Rams don't have a fan base, okay? Los Angeles has the worst fans of any city in the United States of America. They have too many other entertainment options to be good. And so I really think that we as the best country on earth should not be beholden to a crap franchise like the Dallas Cowboys who always lets us down. Whoever came up with the slogan America's team anyway, because for me, this weekend it was the Detroit Lions. And when you consider exactly all of the different ways, okay, um, that the city's struggles parallel the team's struggles and their triumph over adversity, it is like, how can you not fall in love with this? You know, the city of Detroit has been beaten down. The team, the Lions, has been beaten down. The coach, people said he was a meathead at the press conference. Okay, like, but 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 they, they acted like he was a meathead without brains. Picked on, right? Oh, this will never work. The quarterback kicked to the curb. Does that not embody the spirit, the comeback spirit, the resiliency of Detroit? Have you ever seen a team and a city have more parallels, be a more perfect match and relationship than that team is to that city? I think it's one of the most beautiful things we've seen in recent sports history. What say you? Joining us right now is an incredibly talented host for 97-1, the ticket, uh, one of the heritage blue blood. We talk about blue bloods in sports, one of the blue blood American sports stations, and uh, he's a full-time host there. Jim Costa joins us right now on the show. Happy New Year, Jim. Great to have you with us, my friend. Uh, Jim, can you take us there to Detroit what is it like to have the first playoff win in 31 years? What's it like right now? 32, but who's counting? <laughs> it's a great time to be in Detroit right now. I can tell you, being at that game on Sunday night, it was it was emotional. You had grown men welling up as, as the Lions confronted their history and came out of it a brand-new franchise, a, a team that found its way into the second round of the NFL playoffs, and they're not done yet. They're not. So when you go to work today, when you are out and about in the city, what do you notice, Jim? Can you bring us there? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know how this goes in any any city where there's a, an NFL team. 
you lose on Sunday, it kind of lingers in that hangover and, and everybody's in a bad mood. And it goes the same way when you win. Everybody's in a great mood. I mean, <laughs> coming into the building, high-fiving people, just <laughs> just a different level of energy right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, people are in such a great mood. And, and this is this is something people have been waiting for. I mean, when we say 32 years, I will be 31 next week. That is something that I have never seen in my entire life, a Lions playoff win. And to do it at home, to do it in front of the fans, uh, I mean, even if you were alive the last time, your life is fundamentally different today. I mean, you may be a father or grandfather. Uh, you, you may have lost a father or grandfather. So there's a lot of generational um, you know, thoughts as, as the Lions fans celebrate this one. Jim, now Carolina Panthers fans have not experienced the, the generational suckitude that Detroit Lions fans have had. However, uh, so long as uh, the ownership is, is who it is, I don't see a necessarily a big upswing anytime soon for the Carolina Panthers. So what, what advice do you have for the fans uh, uh, who, who, who are here in South Carolina and North Carolina uh, on how to deal with a team that gives you nothing the way the, the uh, Lions have for such a long time? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think for a while we used humor as a coping mechanism. You know, if you make fun of it, you laugh instead of you cry. Um, but but I, I don't know. I think what kept, just speaking as a Lions fan, one of one, not speaking for the whole fan base, I always felt like the suffering adds a bit of the character and makes that climb to the top that much sweeter. And And I can tell you, most cities, when they win a playoff game, they don't act the way Detroit did. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of it or anything. I, I think it's incredibly touching how this city was able to kind of galvanize around this team, and, and it's, it means more because of the losing. And I, I think if you approach it that way, you tell yourself, hey, you don't have to defend the team when they do dumb stuff. Um, you certainly don't have to be a blind fan, um, but you don't stop being a fan, and it does make the moments where you win that much sweeter. Jim Costa joining us, 97-1, the ticket in Detroit on a glorious day. Jim, my opening little salvo here, Have you got, I'm sure you've thought about that as well, just all the different ways that the team parallels the city, that this team mm-hmm. and the chip on the shoulder and the disrespect to so many different players parallels the, the chip on the shoulder that the city feels. Can you speak to that and just, just that perfect relationship, that perfect fit that exists there? Yeah, I think when Dan Campbell took over, uh, you, you mentioned he was perceived as a meathead. Um, he he spoke about grit and adversity, and he he mentioned the city. You know, he played in the city. He was on the 0-16 team, and, and he said, we're going to be a resilient group. And I think Detroit as a city has been incredibly resilient through a lot of economic ups and downs. And this football team is is starting to take on that that mentality you know for years the lions were known as a team that would find creative ways to lose games and we became kind of used to it so then when things start to change and they win the close games and they don't let uh you know bad penalty uh, ruin their season or a game uh you start to kind of see that synergy where the team does reflect a lot of the attitude of the city and and for dan campbell what he said has played out. And I think while a lot of people thought he was a meathead, I have found a lot of these fourth down decisions he makes to be backed by the numbers that would speak to an intelligence. That's not all the time. Sometimes, you know, he kind of like, like against Dallas goes with his gut a little bit at the end of the game. But for the most part, I think he has made decisions that are backed by the numbers. I think the meathead stereotype is, 
is wrong. And I also think he has some of the highest emotional intelligence, I think, uh, which we don't often you know, factor into this stuff. But just as a leader, as a connector to people, uh, accountability while still being in their corner and being emotional, um, I, I think that's really what's won people over. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the level of intelligence that he's shown in how they play and being ahead of the curve in so many different areas, you love when people have the chance to to prove others wrong. Jim, uh, a, a business question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Where where do you think you and most hosts fall in terms of allowing yourselves to root or not root? We all got into this because we're sports fans. I tell my audience, Jim, don't expect me to be unbiased when it comes to, like, Tim Tebow or my Florida Gators, where I went to school, I'm not capable of being unbiased about them. I will do my best. I try to be objective, right? I'm never going to put lipstick on the pig, but I root for them. Where do you and the hosts at 97 won the ticket fall in terms of allowing yourself to root? Yeah, I think it's the very first sports radio station in Detroit was the fan. Uh, and the concept of sports radio, a lot of cities have a, the fan or a, the ticket. And the concept is we have people who want to speak to the fans, who in many cases are fans. And I, I find that to be a more engaging show where you do have emotions as a fan. And sometimes your team drives you crazy and you yell and scream and you get frustrated. You, you may cry. Other times your team wins and you celebrate those wins. And I think that's a, a more honest, authentic radio show now you know every host is different we got guys on our station that aren't lions fans and that's that's true who they are i think it's just important to be authentic with the audience i mean when a team's good uh fans fans are going to celebrate i don't think there's anything wrong with having a station that represents that with the hosts on the air jim in what ways could you foresee a deep playoff run or even the amazing thing happening a super bowl win happening uh, improving the city of Detroit or, or is pitching that a step too far right now? Well, people are starting to consider it more and more, more legitimately than we've really ever been able to. Um, I mean, the 91, 92 lions went to the NFC championship. It feels like the lions favored this week against Tampa, a team they already went to and beat this season by two touchdowns. And I think there's a belief they're going to win again this week. And then you, the, the, the thought is, you get into the game with San Francisco, right? You got 60 minutes. You get into the game with San Francisco. You are one win away from going to the, the unfathomable, the, the Super Bowl. And I truly don't know what, what it would look like. I, I mean, you could try to picture it, but it is such a, a foreign concept for us that I think it's one of those I don't really want to picture. I just want to let it, if it happens that way, <laughs> just kind of like <sighs> eyes wide open, take it all in. Jim Costa, 97, won the ticket in Detroit, joining us here on the show. Jim, can you speak to how Detroit was able to rehabilitate Jared Goff to the degree that mm-hmm. they that they have? You know, like to, to say he was damaged goods when he came to Detroit, I think would probably be an understatement. And now to see him playing at a level that is probably higher than we've ever seen from him before. How did Dan Campbell manage to, quote, fix him and then achieve a new ceiling? When he left Los Angeles, he was viewed as kind of a throw-in to the deal, right? Detroit got two first-round picks, a third, and, oh, by the way, you have to kind of take on Jared Goff's contract. And I'll just tell you, the belief with many fans, myself included, was 
that he was a bridge quarterback, right? That, that he bought them the flexibility to take a couple years and clean out the roster and that it would be time to move on from the guy. Well, in that time, you're right. Rehabilitation is a great word for it. He was a guy who struggled when he got pressured and, and he still is to this day. Um, but the key has been building an offense that allows him to get the ball out in rhythm because he is an accurate passer. Uh, and, and when he has a clean pocket, he's been as good as anybody in the NFC. And the key has been this offensive line up front. Ben Johnson is offensive coordinator who's going to get some NFL head coaching job looks. But it's a system that's designed by running the ball, play action, getting the ball out quick, putting him in positions where he, he doesn't have to sit into a pocket and try to get to a, a third read and try to buy time with his legs. It's really been uh, a great marriage as – as he is a guy, too, by the way, that, that has displayed resilience in his career. You think about the Cal team that he initially played for in college, where they were when he got there versus when he graduated. He was part of that Rams team that was no good in St. Louis. And, and, and by the time he left, they were in a much better place. And I think it speaks to maybe while there are physical limitations uh, mentally, he's always been a pretty resilient dude. Where do you predict Ben Johnson will end up? Oh, man, I just saw that the Seahawks requested an interview with him, and, and he has more than a handful of interviews that he could take. And I was immediately stopped in my tracks because I hadn't really considered them. But doesn't it make a lot of sense, right? Geno Smith, a quarterback who's a bit of a journeyman in his own way, a little golf-like, great weapons around him uh, with, with three really dynamic receivers and two really good running backs. Seattle kind of intrigued me when I saw that. I know Washington is something that's been talked about, the idea that he could come in and they would draft a quarterback number two and marry the offensive coach with a, with a young quarterback. I think both of those make a lot of sense. But then how about the wild card in all of this? What if Philadelphia burns Sirianni's house to the ground and you tell him, hey, you're going to have a good old line, much like Detroit. You're going to have a quarterback that's more mobile and more dynamic and allows you to be more creative, plus all those playmakers. I mean, Philadelphia would be a home run for him. You know, I, I'd love your thoughts, and just uh, if you could allow us to do something that Dan Campbell would never let us do, Jim, and that's look ahead a little bit because, you know, Baltimore is now a serious favorite in the AFC. Uh, I was at an establishment to watch Baltimore and Detroit, and I was shocked at what I saw. That said, Jim, you know, look, we've seen the only team in the NFL that has a top-five offense and a top-five defense absolutely wet the bed in Dallas in their playoff game. Lamar Jackson has one playoff win in five seasons. This is year sixth. If anything, he's proven that regular season performance does not determine value mm -hmm. because he's not gotten it done in the regular season and is about to become the 10th QB to win multiple MVP awards. So when you go back and you consider that game, is that one where you'd say if these two teams played again, it would be a totally different game? Or were you overwhelmed at that result? I mean, it was an overwhelming game, and it was in Baltimore. Uh, the, the rematch would be in Las Vegas if it happens. I guess what I would say is if Baltimore makes the Super Bowl, doesn't that mean Lamar conquered some of those sure. playoff demons? Yep. I mean, in other, in other words, they would beat Houston, which they are a prohibitive favorite this week. But then if they were to take out either Buffalo or Kansas City, string together multiple playoff wins, they would be once again the favorites in the Super Bowl. And they, they have the ability to bring pressure and get home consistently. And that's the one thing that would worry you about Jared Goff is, is a team that can dial up pressure consistently, still has the defensive backs to win one-on-one. -on -one. 
And then the Lions, much like many teams, I know we complain about it locally, but most teams struggle with a mobile quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would love the, the chance, right? If you're a Lions fan, you'd love to be in that spot, but I don't view that as a great matchup for Detroit. You think Nick Sirianni's in trouble? I think because he's in Philadelphia. Doesn't it just feel a little different? <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, let's, isn't that what everybody's thinking? Yeah. They went to the Super Bowl last year. If he was coaching the Carolina Panthers, you guys wouldn't be firing him. If he was coaching the Detroit Lions, you might be frustrated locally, but we wouldn't be firing him. It feels like, yes, they, they appeared to have quit on him and, and the panic move to promote Matt Patricia, uh, Bizarro. Sure, I think there's criticism that's warranted, but doesn't it feel like the firing conversation is because Philadelphia fans and the organization have such a high standard and maybe even get a little loony? Without question, without question. Jim, uh, enjoy this, man. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for, for all you guys. I just want you to have a great time, live in the moment, embrace every second, uh, because I think the team and the coaching staff and the new culture is good enough where you could expect this now to be the norm. Uh, and uh, I wish you all the success with the new full-time show, man. We'll be listening and uh, love to see great things happen to good people. Thanks so much, Jim. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Love that the Lions are getting love down in uh, the Carolinas. There you go. So, thank you. You got it. Jim Costa, host 97, won the ticket. Follow him on Twitter at the same name. Jim Costa underscore is where you can get to him. Always do appreciate catching up with him on the show. All right, up next, Greg Byrne, the Alabama athletic director, said something that to us is a very clear and very thinly veiled shot at one Dabo Sweeney. That's next here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Wonderful to have you guys with us. So, my friends, I want to open uh, this segment with a little personal story. Okay? So, gosh, this was two or three years ago. And I asked Diesel on the air uh, where I need to get better. And... Diesel, I said, look, man, let me have it. We're on the air. Let's show everybody that, uh, you know, the the MO of the show, which is we bring you behind the curtain. We always tell you the truth. And Diesel said to me, he said, Mark, you are a radio host. And I, I got that for what it meant. That is that in order to stay current, in order to evolve, in order to grow with a changing industry, Right. Like I needed to branch out the saying. One of the sayings that hangs on my wall is when we cease getting better, we cease being good. There's a lot of old hats in this industry that feel like still they're doing their job when they clock in and they clock out. No, man, in today's day and age, you got to deliver a content as often as possible through as many mediums as possible. And so what I had to do then, okay, when I heard that from Diesel is. I had to embrace discomfort, okay? Like, I had to embrace the fact that I didn't particularly enjoy learning new technologies. I didn't particularly like doing things differently. I was a kid. As a kid, I kicked and screamed when my grandmother changed around my room or when I had to do this. Like, I've never been a dude who likes learning how to do new things. I don't. I like to figure out how to do them, and I like to keep doing them that way. Um, And I'm not going to say that I'm there yet. Okay. I'm not going to say that I've arrived. One of the things I love about this business is that you never arrive, but I never forgot when diesel told me that. And it's a priority. It was a priority then, as you guys know, that listen to the show day in and day out, we collectively as a show hit one over 100,000 downloads last year. Okay. You can't do that. If all members of the show aren't on board with, um, you know, embracing new technologies, getting things out there on new technologies, and it's something we still work on. But the attitude is, right, the attitude is, yeah, man, like we have to fish where the fish are. We have to deliver A content as often as possible through as many mediums as possible to be successful today. So now you guys see us on YouTube, right? Now we're not just radio show hosts. Now we're TV hosts. We get pictures from you guys that have us up on your big screen TVs at home. We love to see it. We love to hear it. It is that level of evolution that Dabo seems not to want to do. You know, uh, Diesel might say to Dabo, Dabo, you are a football coach. (laughs) Okay? Today's day and age, you need to be a salesman. You need to work. You need to be a booster. You need to be a campaigner. 
You need to do all those things. In the words of uh, Papio O'Daniel in one of my favorite movies, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. <laughs> and right. I mean, that's exactly right. So I say that, I say all of that to say that there was a comment that came out uh, by Greg Byrne, the athletic director of Alabama, that I believe is a direct shot at Dabo Sweeney. Here it is. Quote, we wanted a coach who was not a dinosaur and one who could adapt to the changing realities of the game. Now, who, pray tell, is he talking about there? Who, who pray tell, is he, is he talking about Mike Norvell? Does Mike Norvell, a candidate for the job, seem like he's behind the curve on the transfer portal in NIL? Does he seem like he's behind the curve? No, he doesn't, does he? Like top transfer portal ranking? Dan Lanning, Oregon, other candidate mentioned. Does he seem like he's behind the curve? Uh, have you considered that Oregon added Jordan Birch from South Carolina because they paid for Jordan Birch from South Carolina? Changing realities of the game, we wanted a coach who was not a dinosaur and one who could adapt to the changing realities of the game. Now, some people believe that they have confirmed that Alabama reached out to Dabo to have a conversation with him about the opening. Okay? That's polite. That's courteous. Okay? Many of us have had conversations about job openings that either we knew we wouldn't accept or we knew or they knew that they wouldn't offer us the job. Right? Many of us have had those conversations. Sometimes you learn something about somebody. Sometimes it's a conversation for a potentially future opening, but not that opening. Sometimes it's just out of respect. Dabo, let's just say it, okay? He had a conversation, perhaps, with Alabama out of respect. All right? Now, maybe Alabama knew they weren't interested. Maybe they were interested. Maybe Dabo wasn't interested. Maybe Dabo was. The conversation didn't go very far. Now we have Greg Byrne making the comments that he did. And uh, Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports, said, if Alabama offers Dabo the job, he is going to accept. Brad Crawford came out and said that. Works for 24-7 Sports. Doesn't mean he's right, but it is something he said. And I'd like to ask you guys this question, okay? How much longer... Are you okay with Dabo doing it his way if there are no more national championship games in Clemson's future? Diesel, for those Clemson fans who want to win titles again, this is setting up to be a pretty frustrating era, and I'm going to tell you why. The ACC sucks, as we all know. The All-Cupcakes Conference is back alive and well. Uh, Early season success against the SEC notwithstanding. The ACC, for all its glory, could not get, for the first time, an undefeated conference champion into the college football playoff. They had teams with losses that were selected over them. It is not hard to go 10-2 in the ACC, and if you go 10-2 in the ACC, that could very well get you into the 12-team playoff. And then Clemson could get run 
when they're in the 12-team playoff, and that's why it creates potentially a frustrating future and a frustrating reality for those Clemson fans who have a higher bar than that, right? They're, they're not interested in being top 12. They're not interested in making the playoff and getting run. At Clemson, you're either in the playoff at 12 teams or you're not relevant, right? That's the reality. Yeah, uh, the question is how long are you going to let Dabo Sweeney uh, have his Dabo Sweeney vanity project and do it his way, uh, like you said, if, if it's not winning titles? Uh, there's a lot of Clemson fans who – are treating this kind of the way, pre-accusations, pre-all the negative stuff that came out, the way Penn State felt fans felt about Joe Paterno. Well, he won us a bunch of games in the past, so we should just let him have this as long as he wants. Well, really? Because by the end of Joe Paterno's stint at Penn State, they weren't relevant. Nationally, nobody cared, and they're still fighting to get back. They're still fighting to get back to national relevance. There's a lot of fans who would say maybe Penn State necessarily hasn't had uh, that much national relevance to begin with. But is that what you want Clemson's football program to become? Penn State. This insular, we love our guy. He's been our guy for a long time. I know he hadn't won anything in a while, but man, wasn't it great 30 years ago when he was winning titles? Right. Is that what Clemson fans want to let Clemson become? I, think about it this way. Think about where you were with Tommy Bowden. Are you willing to let your program get back to the Tommy Bowden era? As all you Clemson fans were thinking, oh, man, 1981 was great. Wasn't 81 great? Our team was really good. We won a title. Yeah. 1981. And you were thinking that way in, like, 1998, 2000. What, what year did Dabo Sweeney come to Clemson? Oh, I want to say 2009. Okay, so 2003, you were still feeling that way. 2005, you were still feeling that way. Is Do you want to go back to that feeling or not? That's the ultimate question. Do you want this program to fall back to Tommy Bowden level, uh, Tommy Bowden era levels of, eh, and Dabo Sweeney, let's confirm this, Diesel. 2008 was his interim year. 2009 was his first full season um, at Clemson. This is not one of these comments that we are making that are seeking to alienate Dabo even more. It is simply an honest question, seeking an honest answer, because I want you guys to know Greg Byrne is talking about Dabo here. He's talking indirectly about your coach but it is pretty damn direct, if you ask me, because the only person on the candidates list for the Alabama job that would have fit that description is Dabo Sweeney. He's been coaching a long time. He's digging his heels in. We had Don Munson say on this show, look, Brad Brownell will t- take part in bidding wars for players. They bid on Joe Girard. They won the bidding war. Dabo's not going to do that. Why? I don't know. You know, like, it's it sounds like he's telling you why Dabo was not his first choice. Now, if you're a Clemson fan, you're thrilled. Because maybe, just maybe, Dabo's reticence to get with the times and stay current is why he's still your coach, right? Maybe that's why he wasn't 
Alabama's first choice. And Alabama didn't throw him a blank check that Dabo Sweeney could not turn down. But look, guys, it's an honest question seeking an honest answer. And I think really the right way to answer this, okay, is with a number. The question is, how much longer are you okay with Dabo doing it his way if there are no more national championship games in his future? And it's quite possible that every single Clemson fan out there has a different response to this. Let's hear it. 844-326-3663. That's 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663. That is the number to get to us on the show. Uh, and renewal. it's the renewal by Anderson of the Carolinas Fan Phone. There you go. Uh, let's read some of the responses that are already coming in. ACC Jim says... Um, only coach in the country to win the college football playoff and the Cheez-It Bowl. So, yeah, I'm good with it his way. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in all kinds of weather, a Gator guy says, I'm not a Clemson fan, but if I were, I've already hit my limits. I'm done. I'm out. I thank him for all he's done, shake his hand, wish him well, and let him hang around as an ambassador. But the program needs new leadership. He simply isn't equipped to lead a program in the NIL era. Clemson Addict says, He's had more success in a five-year window than we've had in 130 years before him. The job is his until he wants to leave. Eight and four used to be a great season for Clemson. He set the standard. I'm frustrated, but we need to remember where we came from. Uh, everything else constant, John Sully says. Never any NIL oversight, then I'm okay with it. If there is any adult-level oversight in the future and the playing field is leveled somewhat, then no, I'm not okay. Dabble will need to adapt. Right now, Clemson has 0% chance to match dollars. Gray Thompson says, I still kind of love it. After all, he had unprecedented success without ever having a top-ranked class, and the ACC is still a vastly more favorable path than most. Besides, can you imagine the first portal player being anything but the most scrutinized player in Clemson history? Uh, best as the standard says, we are entering uncharted territory in college football. No one is guaranteed any playoff appearance, even if you do, like FSU did. How you quantify success when you are on the smaller side of the large elite powers. Hartwell Island says, I want Dabo till the ends of time. KJ says, Dabo can do what he wants. He's earned that. Already had more success with this program than anyone before him. Jay Bray says, to answer specifically, I would have demanded answers the four-loss season this year. I think if they aren't at least back to 10 to 11 wins in ACC championship level in 2024, I would demand change in staff and portal attitude. Blanded Dot says if there's no chance at any more championships doing it his own way, then I think is more than likely there needs to be some change such as embarrassing NIL and the portal uh, using it a little bit more than he was, embracing it a little bit more than he was. And finally, Landis Williams says, I've been a Tiger fan since 1977. After the 81 title, I prayed to see one more. I've seen two. I would rather see young men learn life's lessons than continue to entitle them. The world of college football sucks right now. I can see Dabo walking away soon. Sangreal just says, I just want to get back to 10 and 11 win seasons. And the Grant Reed, this is Grant and Five Forks Diesel who did 
a hell of a job last week. Yes, he did. Hosting. He said, I honestly hoped Alabama would offer him the job. College football has passed Dabo by. He gets two more years tops. Yeah, I don't want Clemson to end up in a place where um, when we, you know, when we talked to Lawton Swan about basketball, he says, who are we going to get? Look, there is no guarantee that if you moved on from Dabo or if Dabo moved on from you, that you would get another guy who would win you national championships. It's never a guarantee. Let me say that again. It is never a guarantee that your coaching hire is going to be a home run hire. What I will say is that the iron is never going to be as hot as it is right now. There's still this aura around the program, but it is fading fast. Now you guys have this nostalgic bubble around it in your brains. We, we've, we read like half of those people were saying, well, you know, we won some titles. We had a great five-year run, man. Life was good, so we'll just let him – Ride this as far as he can. Why? Like, you guys realize that winning now is fun, right? Isn't isn't future winning more fun than losing and being nostalgic about winning in the past? Can you like, don't you want to win some more? Yeah. Diesel, can you imagine them ever saying that to us? They would never say that to us. They would never say... Well, guys, you know, you guys took us to downloads totals that we, we only could dream of before you guys did a show together. You know, um, you guys took us to endorsements that we could only dream of before you guys were partnered together. If we started sucking, the answer wouldn't be, hey, stay as long as you want because of what you already did for us. It's only about what you continue to do. It only should be about what you continue to do, not what you've done, okay? It's, you know, that they're banking on continued success, as they should. I don't take offense to that. Guys, we had a rating book here um, where, like, we were number two, men 25 to 54, okay? Number two to the late Rush Limbaugh. We had a rating book where we were number two to Rush Limbaugh. That had never happened here before, okay? And that doesn't mean that we should get the Dabo answer that you guys are giving him right now. Uh, as long as he wants, it will, we, we will be, we will underachieve given our talent forever. As long as, doesn't mean that. Mark, have you ever seen The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Movie? Yeah. Uh, I love um, Matthew McConaughey's character in that movie. I love it even more because he's barely in it. You know, he's only in the first 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, it reminds me, this texture here reminds me of, of, of something Matthew McConaughey said in that movie. Texter says, what if Clemson sprinkles the magic dust and goes 13-0 and ultimately wins the whole thing next season? And to that texture, I quote Matthew McConaughey. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's a fairy dust. It's It's nothing. It doesn't exist. There is no magic dust, Texter. Let me say that again slowly for you. There is no magic dust. You adapt and thrive or you fall behind. What do you want for this program? Do you want to adapt and thrive or do you want to fall behind? And there is no staying the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Because everybody else around you is getting better. 
Everyone around you is getting better. You said it to start this segment, Mark. Yeah. You've been forced to adapt and learn new technologies and expand what we do on this show. The people who stay the same are getting passed by. They don't realize it, but it's happening. Your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, don't be a Clemson fan that doesn't have the guts to answer the question. Okay? Don't do that. Okay? We're asking you a direct question. What is your answer? How much longer are you okay with Dabo doing it his way if there are no more national championship games in Clemson's future? If what you've seen the last three years continues for the next two, are you done? How much longer are you okay with this? Okay? Please don't do the Clemson fan thing where you're not going to answer the tough question because it's putting your name on it. Answer the question. I'll answer the question for you next. It's Offsets. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Oh my gosh, can we, like, it's unbelievable. We get such good participation on this show from Clemson fans, except when we ask a pointed question. And then no one wants to stick their head out there to be against their quote-unquote team. So let me answer the question for you, because a lot of you seem to be scared to do it. How much longer are you okay with Dabo doing it his way? My answer, in the next two years, I need to see the following. I need to see at least one ACC championship and one expanded CFP berth to justify continuing on this path. Next two seasons. Okay? Um, If I don't get both of those, they can happen in the same year. There can be one one year, one the next year, okay? But if I don't get both of those in the next two years, there is a hard conversation that has to take place, and that is, Dabo, we need to get with the times. We have seen consistently that, you know, strolling into games with 18- and 19-year-olds going up against 23-year-old transfer grad students is not working for us. Ladies and gentlemen, you know this answer as well as I do. Would Clemson have lost to Florida State if they used the portal and Florida State didn't? You know the answer to that, right? Who made the game-winning catch in overtime to beat Clemson? It was Keon Coleman, right? 
Who caused problems up the middle for Clemson all day long? Fisk. Who was the quarterback that lit Clemson on fire? Jordan Travis. Right. And it's also the same point Jerry Stackhouse makes in this clip we have. Now, this is obviously a basketball clip, but he's talking about uh, the loss that they had just taken to Ole Miss and how Ole Miss is building their roster. They're really a veteran team, but just a, a, a bunch of guys that are fifth-year seniors, juniors, and seniors. Yeah, best team money can buy. That's where they are, and that's how they, they approached it, and they got it done. Again, it's like I said, when you can – it's about adding experience. And yeah. then when you, again, you add juniors and seniors, you know, you go into Portland, and you get added juniors and seniors. We don't add juniors and seniors at Vanderbilt. They just don't transfer to, yeah. to us. There you go. Does Clemson want to become Vanderbilt? The place that junior and senior talent doesn't transfer to. And a lot of people had a big-time problem with Jerry Stackhouse saying that, and he's letting you know why they're not more successful. I appreciate that honesty. That is the problem. Now, they're not transferring to Vanderbilt. The real reason is that Vanderbilt's not paying the money. You know, that's the real reason. So there you go. How much longer are you guys down with Dabo doing it his way if there are no more championships? You don't get a championship this year. You don't get a championship next year. How much longer are you willing to do this? Your answer, please. 844-326-3663-71307 on the text line. And, my friend, the top five at five is coming your way next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Up State. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 